we're back to carrying your own weight like your terrible one night stand. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. Hello, just a reminder that if you have listener questions, you can send them to me, not your therapist podcast on Instagram, not your therapist podcast at gmail.com. Also, I would super, super, super love it if you love this podcast. If you will review me on iTunes, give me a rating, give me a two or three sentence review about what you love. I would appreciate that so much and it will allow me to keep doing this podcast and helping people be better daters and enjoy dating more, which is my goal for everyone. Um, also, I am on Get Vocal tonight, Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Pacific Time to help you with your dating questions in real time and coach you in real life on camera. It's super fun. So come join me there. Not Get Vocal. My channel is not your therapist and you must be a subscriber to participate in my chat. Okay. So for this week's listener question, I want to talk about Valentine's Day. I know you probably don't want to hear about it. But I do hear mixed things. Some people are like, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Some people are like, Valentine's Day time is really hard. It's hard because I realize I don't have anyone. Some people are like, it's just annoying and awkward with trying to go on a date, especially because Valentine's Day this year falls on a Friday that you're trying to get your Tinder on and it happens to be Valentine's Day. I think there are a few different ways to approach this. All of them are fine. One is you can totally ignore it. It's a Hallmark holiday. Nobody cares about it. I forgot it was Valentine's Day and I'm in a relationship. I mean, I always think if you're in a relationship, it's nice to have a reason to celebrate and give each other presents. But also it doesn't mean how much someone loves you. If you are in an early relationship and you're like, oh gosh, what are they going to do for Valentine's Day? Tell them that you would love to do something for each other for Valentine's Day. You can't expect a person to know. People forget. You know, it's not the most significant thing to a lot of people. So if there's something you need in an early dating relationship, tell the person, communicate, say, I'm going to get you a little something for Valentine's Day and just let them know. Or should we do something nice for Valentine's Day? Or I've never had a significant other for Valentine's Day. I'm really excited to be able to like buy you a little present and hopefully we can celebrate. You know, there's a way to do it without putting a lot of awkward pressure on it. But if it's important to you, you should speak up. If you're going to be mad if they forget or don't do anything, speak up. Get ahead of it. Uh, The other thing is if you are out in the world dating, you can ignore it. You can go about your business as usual probably other people are going to be like, oh, no, I can't go on a date that night. That's Valentine's Day. That's weird, right? Like as long as you're not weird, they won't be weird. So you can address it. Um, The day of, you could always use it as a tactic and go on and be like, okay, where are you taking me for Valentine's Day? And it's funny. No one is going to take that seriously, but it could get you a date for that night. I'm always a big fan of just going on and saying what everyone else is thinking and getting yourself a date for that night. So say, should we go have our first date be a romantic Valentine's Day drink or, you know, I hope you're bringing me rose. No, don't say that. But you know what I mean? Like address it, call it out or totally ignore it. It's not a huge deal. But if you think you're going to be emotional and weird about it, make plans with a friend. Take yourselves out for a nice date together and say, if you want to hold yourself accountable, let's both give our phone numbers out tonight. Let's both get a make out in tonight. Let's both tell someone they're cute tonight. You know, let's buy each other roses. Do whatever is going to make you feel better. Be open and honest and real about it, whether you have a partner or you don't. If you think you'd be better off having fun with a friend, do that. If you want to try and get a last minute date and address it and be silly and fun, do that. If you want to ignore the whole thing, be my guest. It is not a big deal. It is one day. It will be over soon and you're doing great. And if you want to tell me what you end up doing or what you're planning on doing, I would love to hear about it. I'd love to share your suggestions with my other single people or dating people. So you can reach out to us on Not Your Therapist Podcast um, on Instagram or at gmail.com and tell me your Valentine's Day plans. Tell me how you deal with this holiday, whether you care about it or not. What is some fun tradition you have or what are you planning to do? Who are you planning to make out with? What are you and your friend going to make each other do? Let me know. I think it's fun. I think we can all have fun with it. We can all use another reason to celebrate, have a special night, get a make out or have a fun time with a friend. You cannot do it wrong. 
Hello, welcome. I am here doing this intro for the second time because I didn't record the first time on a sunny Saturday morning in my kitchen with my lovely and hilarious guest, the comedian, the wonder child, the the overall wearing, giggly, cute woman, powerful, strong, also Taylor Miller. She is Taylor P. Miller on Instagram. She is here to spill all her secrets about her love life. She is wearing overalls. And we just had a really cute discussion about how she's found the balance between wearing comfortable and looking fashionable, whereas I have not found that balance. It's one or the other for me. It's hard. I feel like urban soft jumpsuits is the key. Soft jumpsuits. Where do you go for your soft jumpsuits? Old Navy. Oh, really? Yeah. People shop there still? Okay. The key to summer fun. I think that's their catchphrase. Oh, my God. I like, I feel like their name has been coming up in my life more recently. No, it's, you got to do it online because their store is a disaster. Ah. Looks like a stampede went through it. Yeah. Whenever I've tried to go in there, I just immediately get overwhelmed. Oh, it's horrible. But shout out to my best friend, Rachel Safferman. Mm -hmm. I went to visit her in Seattle Mm. this summer Mm. and she had a cute outfit on every day and she kept saying, Old Navy, the key to summer fun. Wow. Hopped on the website and now like my wardrobe is Old Navy. And now it's the key to summer fun. And are we going to get a sponsorship from Old Navy now? Maybe. Or what? Maybe. At Not Your Therapist Podcast, Old Navy. Yeah, please. Okay, so we are here. We are excited to be here. Um, Taylor is a comedian, as I mentioned. She's been on my show, All My Single Friends. She's hilarious. She always has really funny dating stories. So I was (laughs) like, you'd probably be a great addition to this podcast. Well, and should we share how I got here today via that Instagram post? Yes, we should. How did you get here today? Remember, I posted that joke about a guy I was sleeping with asking me to be on his podcast. Oh, yeah. She was like, when you date comedians in LA, they ask you to be in their podcast. And I was like, no, but seriously, do you want to be on my podcast? Yeah. And I was like, I hope you're serious because I do. I love that that guy knew that you would be a good podcast guest. Yeah. But it was sort of weird because it was, I wouldn't say we were dating. I would say we had a one night stand. And, and then, then he was like, what was his podcast about? Was it like a one night oh stand my God. podcast? No, the podcast it's just an interview podcast but with no theme it's just it's not great I'm not going to reveal his identity but yeah it's just like a hangout podcast I guess an interview no, podcast no podcast. theme no nobody sort of wants that yeah is he a straight white man because then is a straight really white, nobody straight, wants that straight white male comedian no nobody who wants. interviews essentially open micers um yeah, so we slept together once. I booty called him, and he was like, can't make it tonight, but do you want to be on my podcast? Wait, you booty called him after you slept together once? Yeah, like okay. a couple days later. So yeah. he was like, can't do the sex, but will do the podcast. Yeah, Interesting. No, that almost feels more intimate to me. I know. Oh, my Los God. Angeles. I was like, "Would yeah, we're not there yet. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> like, podcast. You want to record our You're conversation? You're like, no, no, no. We were going to close our eyes and smash our bodies together. Yeah. We don't need to open our eyes and talk for yeah. an hour. For an hour. That's and intimate. then let other people listen to it Mm-mm. we're not there what was he gonna talk to you about did he just think you were funny yeah yeah what uh, if, i mean i hope what right? if he had a new plan for his podcast where he wanted to bring <laughs> on people he'd slept with and be like how was i how was it Ooh, i that would probably not go well for him Ooh, <laughs> well i'll do it how was it I mean, listen, you booty called him for a second time. I know. It was a dark time. No, it was bad. I, I did call my male best friend after and told him about it. And I have never. Okay, this is getting graphic. I've never had sex in missionary without the guy sort of holding himself (gasps) up in a Uh plank position. Uh huh. Wait, a plank position? You know, like, you know how they. But not with their legs back. Not with their. No, but you know, like the top. Like, you know, they're supporting their own weight. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't do that. Like his body was just on top of my body. Oh, no. Yeah. I've never experienced that. (laughs) This is like my my best friend's favorite story. Like he he just refers to him as like body weight guy. And I'm like, yeah, body weight guy. Could you breathe? It was difficult. It was quick. So it wasn't a huge problem. (laughs) No, it was very bad sense. It was, I can't believe, looking back, I'm like, wow, I really booty called him. I thought he, you know, he, he's a good comic. I thought he was funny. And I had just come out. He ended like a six month dry spell. And I, you know, I was warped. 
Can you walk us through how the one night stand happened? Oh, it's so embarrassing. I I always kind of thought this guy was cute and I saw him do stand up about having a girlfriend, so I was just like whatever. And then we were I did a show at a comedy club and then he was doing an open mic, like a midnight type open mic, mm-hmm. and we just started talking and then like an hour went by and then I was like, I had run 10 miles that day. I was training for a marathon and I was like, I want to drink. And he's like, yeah, we should drink. And I was like, there's a bar next door. And he's like, okay, let's go there. So then we went and we got drinks and then we made out in his car in the parking lot of Ashley Furniture. And then like three days later, we both had, I had a show again at that club and he was doing a mic and... Then I went back to his place and we had really bad sex. And then did you sleep over? Yeah. And you left in the morning. Mm-hmm. Did you have sex again in the morning? No. Okay. We did have sex twice that night though. I am surprised. Twice with the body weight? Both times? I can't remember. I mean, this was kind of a while ago at this point. I can't remember if he did the body weight thing the second time. It was bad both times. <laughs> <laughs> and then how long after that did you booty call him? Maybe like... For another round. Maybe like four days after that? Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's kind of that thing of like where even if the sex isn't good, you're just like, there. I need the like connection. Like yeah. I need the validation. I need to like feel like someone wants to have sex with me for some reason. Like, <laughs> and the, you know, and I think... Not to disparage men too much, but sometimes they're like, yeah, she wants it. And it's like, no, we just want something. We just want someone sometimes. Yeah. And you happen to be there. You were in my most recent text. I That's scrolled exactly down. what it was. Like, I was like, you are available. You are here. <laughs> and also, and to be fair, I get it. You actually thought he was funny, which can account for a lot and we can be like well but they're funny and like someone being funny makes them sexy even if we like intellectually know that the sex was bad and also still we're like well maybe maybe i could teach him yeah Yeah, i was like you know he can learn like all he has to do is not put his body weight on me yeah you know like that's a very fixable support your own weight yeah in many ways (laughs) (laughs) wow but he said no but can you be on my podcast well, he was just like, I can't make it tonight, but want to be on my podcast. And I was like, I think I would like to have our next conversation not be recorded. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we're ready. Mm-hmm. And then any interaction after that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. No, then like two weeks later, I got like blackout drunk with friends and booty called him again. And he was like, I don't really want to. And I freaked out at him. And I was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why don't you want to have sex with me? And he was like, I'm just like looking for something more like, I don't even remember. I deleted all these texts the next morning, but he was basically like, I guess I just like don't want something so casual. And I was like, I didn't really want to date him, even though I was looking for a relationship. I thought he'd be a good side piece while I kept looking. Yeah. And then I just kind of freaked out at him. And then we never, I think he unfollowed me on Instagram. This is also embarrassing. It's fine. He unfollowed me on Instagram. And then like a week later, the guy who ran lights at my show at this club got sick. And the club was like, this dude is going to run lights. You got to teach him how to do it before the show. So then. Oh my God. And then he walked in and I was like, oh my God. And then I had to do stand up in front of him. And my stand up is very about my love life and vulnerable. And I was like, oh God. And then I haven't seen him since. And this was like a year and a half ago. I think that's probably for the best. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. We had it's a bad okay. run. Listen, we all have to go there. We all <laughs> have to do that. I remember when I started doing stand up in this city, I was very glad that I was I was in a different relationship at the time, but I was glad because I was like, otherwise I'd probably be sleeping with all these comics and like super making my life awkward and regretting it. Yeah. To be fair, I've only slept with one comic in LA, which was him and one in New York. I mean, that's a great, that's a great achievement. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised I've kept the numbers so low. And if you don't always achieve that, that's like, I remember I was always kind of, as it got towards the end of that relationship, I was like, I'm going to sleep with this comic and that comic and I'm going to make this bad decision and that bad decision. And then I made a lot of them. 
I still don't think I slept with that many comics because by then I knew them too well and I like knew how. Yeah, it's, bad it's like of an sleeping idea. with your coworkers. Yeah, it's like which like eh, I've also done. Yeah, but like. I kind of by then the bloom of it was off the rose. So I was like, that was good that I was in a relationship while I was in like the honeymoon phase of hanging out with comics. Yeah. Now I'm like definitely not interested. I still did a few. I did a few. You got to do a few. Yeah. I mean, it's just so like you're with them. It's late at night. You're drinking. They're mostly single and male. Yeah. So it's and like- if they're funny, it is attractive. It's yeah. just that so many of them are funny and confident on stage and then, and then in come real off, life they're oof, kind they're of a mess. train wrecks Maybe. My, I mean myself included yeah, like, same. we all are yeah. but but yeah def- I definitely think a lot of comics go through like a sleeping with comics phase yeah. at the beginning mm-hmm. and then you're like ew no yeah and then you're like I don't need to make my life hell yeah. anymore yeah. so good job with that thank you you did it you yeah. got knocked got that out, out of the system. way good and you're 25 yeah 25 so that was when you were like 23 24 yeah like 20 yeah 24 Listen, that's exactly when you should be making these mistakes there we go I learned you learned yeah. you may make more this may happen Probably to will. you again are you big on one night stands? I think by accident. Yeah, talk about it. Um, I definitely have slept with a lot of people just once. I guess I shouldn't say a lot, but you know, in case my mom's listening. Um, <laughs> hey, mom. I slept with a fair amount of people like once or twice, but sometimes, like, I had one amazing one night stand in New York, and that actually was with a comic, and I, like, was crushing on him for a while, and then I ran into him on the street four days before I moved to LA. Oh, my God. Like, I was walking down the street, and my best friend, who's a comic, like, I had been talking, I'm like, this guy's so cute, like, but I didn't, I was like, how? Like, I'm about to move, whatever, and then I run into him on the street while he's barking, like he's trying to get comics to come into a club. Oh, bark, not actually barking. No, yeah, okay. that's what that's what we call it when you're like, it's a very New York comic term. Yes, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, um, and I was like, hey, I, I know you, like, we do stand-up together, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, he's like, it's so cold, like, why don't you stand with me while I do this? And I was like, okay. And, like, we were both doing shows at clubs next to each other, and then he was like, what are you doing after your show? And I was like, nothing. I was like, I am moving to L.A. in four days. And he's like, let's get a drink. And we had, like, the best one-night stand ever. And I feel like what made it so good was that it was my decision that it was a one-night stand. Because, mm-hmm. like, I just totally went in knowing, like, I'm moving. This is a, you know, I'm never going to see this guy again. Um, and it was amazing. But I feel like for the most part, they're not usually that fun. That was- what was so fun about it? Like, was the sex itself good, or you just felt really free, or... Both. I mean, the sex was so good. We also had a lot of sex. Yeah, I love That's the best. The one night stand where you're just, like, Like doing it all night. Yeah, like, we'd wake... I think we had sex three times. I, like, woke up up in the middle of the night to go for a middle of the night sesh, I guess. Damn! (laughs) Like, and our preferences just lined up. You know when you just, like, have sex with someone for the first time? Because I don't think anyone is inherently... I think there's a couple people who are, like, bad at sex and a couple people who are good at sex. Mm -hmm. But I think most people are just in the middle and it's about finding someone that likes the same type of sex as you. Totally. I would say being good at sex is about... Having the same preferences as your partner. Yeah, having the same preferences. But also, like, being open to asking those questions and working around. Like, maybe if you're someone who's like... I'm really flexible and I enjoy all these different ways that would make you good at sex. But I also think being good at sex just means being attentive and like listening. Yeah. So I felt like this was just a time where like the first try, it was just like we both really liked it and it was just lucky. I was like, oh, wow, we like the same kind of sex. And And we don't really have to talk about it. Was there any part of your brain that was like, maybe we'll have a long distance love and be in love? Oh, no. Wow, good for you. My brain totally would have romanticized it and been like, now we're going to keep in touch and now I'm going to obsess about you for the next six months, even though I'm in Los Angeles (laughs) and I'm going to be really shattered when I realize it's not going to work out. But you didn't do that because you I think I was just so like... I was just not even thinking about relationships at that time because I was like, I'm moving across the country in three... Like, I hadn't even packed my apartment. So to think about a boy was just like... Like, I have to pack. (laughs) See, I can always think about a boy. I can clear my schedule for a boy. I feel like I'm usually like that. And people are always like, are there any points in your life where you, like, really actively haven't been looking for a relationship? And I'm like, yeah, like, the three months... When I was in New York, when I was knew I was going to move to L.A., I was mm-hmm. just, like, completely, like, not thinking about boys at all. Have you talked to or seen this man since? 
How no. did you leave it? I mean, we left it like we took the subway into Manhattan in the morning. I lived in Queens and he was like, well, I'm probably never going to come to L.A. But if you come back to New York to visit, like hit me up. And I was like, OK. And then we kissed goodbye. And then I haven't seen him since. But you've been back to New York. Yeah, okay, so, okay, embarrassing comic confession. Of course, when I went back to New York, I did hit him up, Mm -hmm. but he lived with his dad. And I was staying with a friend. So I hit him up, and then it was like, he was like, where are you staying? And I was like, with a friend. I'm like, do you still live with your dad? And he was like, yeah. And then we just kind of, like, didn't text. But where did you hook up the first time? Well, in my apartment, because I lived in New York. Oh, but you, okay, because I thought when you said you lived in Queens, you had to go back to Queens, but you were coming from Queens. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. So it was kind of just like, okay, well, we have nowhere to have sex. I got to say, it's probably better that way. Because I bet the second time wouldn't have been as good. Yeah. I think what made it so good was that there was just like, it was just this one singular night. It was this one time. And if you go into it, then expecting it to be magical again, it's probably not going to be magical. And it would have been on like my friend's couch. Or his dad's couch. Yeah. Not cute. Not cute. Not cute. cute. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. So you're kind of like a one night stand guru. Ugh. I don't know. It's <laughs> <you hate> <laughs> not a bad thing. Listen, you're no. 25. This is what you should be doing. You're I doing it right. I don't think I'm a guru, though. I, well, so last year, after I had that bad one-night stand, I had one more, and then I was like, ew, because they were both bad. Ooh. And then I was like, my New Year's resolution of 2019 was to have more meaningful sex. Oh. Yeah. There's a really funny comic who's done our show before, and I'm going to say his joke now, which okay. is, he's like, people always talk about, like, one night stands. I'll come up with his name later, but it's Julian something. Um, he says that, oh, yeah, because he's in a relationship, and he's like, people always say, like, one night stands are meaningless sex. He's like, let me tell you what meaningless sex is. Meaningless sex is when you're having sex with your partner for, like, the 347th time. <laughs> one night stand is meaningful sex. And I him. That's a good joke. I need to meet this guy. Um, He's funny. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, I want to have more meaningful sex. And then I met my first boyfriend ever, like January twelfth wow. of last year. Wow. So I was like, wow, this New Year's resolution like came to be immediately. And we only dated for four months, but we had like a lot of good. How did you meet? Sex. How did you date? Why did you break up? Weird. Like, take me through. Uh, this was your first boyfriend ever at yeah, 24. Yeah, I guess he never was like, we never officially used the term boyfriend-girlfriend, but like dating exclusively, saw him every day. He was so, your boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. Um, He, I met him, I went on birthright. Nice. Always the best <laughs> way for a Jewish birth- girl to yeah. meet a boy. Yeah, he's not <laughs> Jewish. So I went on birthright, met this girl who lived in LA, and I was like, I think I'm thinking of moving to LA. And she's like, cool, if you do, hit me up. So right when I moved to L.A., I hit her up. We ended up being, like, living in the same neighborhood. I went to her house one night, and then this guy was there. So it was me, my friend, her boyfriend, and then this guy. So I just want to stop you to prove my own point right, which is people are always like, well, I don't know how to meet, and I'm like, you don't just meet a person by, like, meeting that person. You also meet people by meeting someone who knows that person. It's very important to expand your network, to make new friends, because even if you're not going to date that friend, they have friends you can date. And this it's is a perfect so example. But this is kind of a weird story. So I met him that night. I thought he was super cute and super smart. And so I slid into his DMs the next day. Nice. And we had been talking about football. And like in LA, nobody likes football. So I slid into his DMs and I was like, hey, I remember you like football. Like I'm getting a bunch of friends together to watch football at a bar this Sunday. Like you should come by. And he's like, cool. Can I bring my girlfriend? <gasps> yeah, my exact reaction. And I was like, uh, okay, yeah, like, can't wait to meet her. I'm surprised that didn't come up the night before, because usually guys are pretty good about slipping that in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then he never came. I didn't talk to him. Two years later. Whoa. Mm -hmm. He slides into my DMs. (gasps) And he's like, hey, it's like this person, friends with this person. This is how we met. I see you're a comic. My friend wants to be a comic. Can I bring him to one of your shows? Like, and maybe you guys can talk. And I was like, okay, weird. I couldn't even figure out who it was because it had been two years. And I looked at his Instagram and he didn't have a lot of pictures of himself. It was like. And you didn't have the old DMs to be like, oh yeah, it's the guy that I thought was cute, but had a girlfriend. 
No, I don't think so. I was confused. It took me a while to place him because I wasn't even that close with the girl anymore. She Mm -hmm. was kind of like... A f- like, like a first year friend, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you move here, like we're like like, yeah, like syllabus week at college, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I was just like, "Who is this?" And I had to scroll down through like twenty pictures to even find out. But I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like I'll leave tickets at the door, and then I did figure it out. But I was like, "Okay, weird." And then we he came to my show, and we all got drinks after, and we started dating like immediately after. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like immediately now. Was this guy, because we're going to get to this, but you do mention in your kind of like diagnosis email to me that you tend to like to date men who are extroverted, charming, similar to you. Yes. Was he that or was he a little different? I think he was, but it's not the first thing that you notice about him. Mm -hmm. I do think he's outgoing, like totally makes small talk with Uber drivers, you know. God, I can't imagine. And... He's, I'm so not that person. I just like. I know. I kind. It depends on my mood, mm. and it depends on the driver. Like if I think they're weird sure. or funny, I'm like, I'm gonna talk to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. You get in there. Oh yeah, like I had a Uber driver recently who had a lot of conspiracy theories, and I'm like, let's unpack this. Yeah, and like I did get into one discussion about religion with one, and that was oh, fun. you got because I was like, you know, Jews, we don't believe in heaven or hell, and he was like, what? And oh, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, it was, no, you got it because then you can just true. get out of the car at the end. Like it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, so, I mean, he he was, like, total stoner, but he is funny and outgoing. So, like, I think his first, when you first meet him, you're like, oh, you're a stoner. But then it's like, oh, you make small talk with Uber drivers and, like, you can, I could invite him anywhere and he would just start talking to people. Like, he was pretty outgoing. What was his job? Oh, my God. He, like, worked at a court reporting company. Whoa, interesting. Yeah. He was sort of like, I'm a generalist. Like, I'm just... I'm always fascinated by people who live in L.A. and aren't in entertainment. He followed a girl out here. Yeah. I'm always like, why would you live out here? Why would would you live out here? girlfriend. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so you dated for four Four months. months. You didn't make it official, but you were definitely exclusive. Yeah. Did you have an exclusive talk? Yeah, like immediately. Okay. But you never introduced each other as we're boyfriend and girlfriend no but but it was and then how did it end I don't even like honestly I he broke up with me I brought up the I was like something is wrong like let's sit down let's have this talk like I feel like we should like I opened the discussion but I was hoping for it to be like these are my concerns like let's talk about them and he was kind of like let's not date anymore did he give a reason no we, so we got in a car accident like three weeks Ooh. into our relationship and it was really bad and he sued the other driver and it like kind of ruined his life. Like it just, he was always going to doctors. He was always in a bad mood and I feel like it caught up to him like around the fourth month and he was just like angry all the time, like on the phone with lawyers and like going to doctors and I just felt like he was angry. So that was what I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. in our talk of like, hey, I feel like every time we meet up, you're angry and it's like not until we start smoking or drinking mm. that you're like Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is a huge red flag. Yeah. So I was sort of like, let's talk about this and he Well, he sent me, the way we broke up, he sent me a text that was pretty rude. And I called him and I was like, hey, this is like crazy. Like, why did you say that to me? I feel like we shouldn't be dating if that's, that's like not how you talk to someone that you're dating. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't really think of us as dating. (gasps) What? Yeah. That's so confusing to me. And I was just like, so we didn't, we didn't even really break up. Like instead of breaking up with me, he just tried to convince me that we were never dating. And at first I was like, am I crazy? Like, did I see this as different than it was? And like, I told a bunch of my friends and they were like, what? He was like your boyfriend. Like you were like posting pictures of you guys on line together and like bringing him everywhere. And I had stuff at his apartment. Like how old anyway. is he? Was he your same age? No, he's like 29. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, yeah. I do always say you have to subtract a few years from the men's yeah. age. Um, but this still sounds in line pretty much with like what you should be going through at that age. Being yeah. new to LA, everyone has to date the 
stoner drinker person who's only happy if they're doing that person who refuses to acknowledge the relationship you like knocked a lot of the required yeah. no I think he off. was a great first relationship totally yeah. sounds great and now you know kind and of I what got you out deserve. at the exact right time and you did a great job of getting out and you also did a great job of calling out when he spoke to you in a way that wasn't okay with you because a lot of people especially at that age would be like nah, like that's yeah. okay he's just mad like he's in a bad mood and it's really important that we stand up for ourselves early on even if it's scary that like oh we might not be in this relationship anymore at the end of this conversation yeah and but that was scary job. I was like so nervous like I compl- I was like if I I think I could have kept dating him if I just didn't say anything. And he even said, he was like, I'm annoyed that you brought this up because I'm fine with the way things are. And like, now we have to talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, but also like, I don't want to stay in this if this is what it is because it's changed. Yeah. How did you, first of all, why do you think that just because college is like kind of a common time for people to get into relationships, their first one? Yeah. What do you think? Why Why were you not in a relationship until you were 23, 24? It's not super late. It's just yeah. like a question. Well, I think it's honestly partially like I was in Tish School of Drama mm. and I just yes. think I didn't know a lot of straight guys. Like, yeah. I think that was a huge part of it. There yeah. were four guys in my program, two of which were gay, two of which dated all of my friends. And of I course. was just like, well, I'm not going to date either of you. Right. Um, and, you know, it was NYU, like there's just not a lot of straight guys there and I don't want to blame it on that, but I do think I just like was not interacting with a lot of straight guys. Um, so you didn't have like a lot of hookups either. No, Hmm. not a lot. Um, I was, I started online dating in college a little. Really? Yeah. Using which platform? Well, Tinder came out when I was like a freshman or sophomore, Mm. but it was still taboo. Like now everyone's online dating, but then it was like, it was weird then. I remember my freshman year, which was many years before yours. Um, there was something called like friendster, and oh. I did meet, like, one guy. I don't know why. I think I was trying to get over a crush that I had. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to, like, try. Some, one of my friends must have done it. And I was like, I'm going to meet a guy this other way. And I, like, went on a date with this guy from Friendster. But I think it was, like, he was much older and stranger than his pictures. And it was, yeah. like, a weird platform. And, like, people could it chat at you. It was weird at the time. And then yeah. Tinder was, like, the most normal one to be on. Yeah. So then I got Tinder. And I... I don't, nothing stood out. Like, I don't have any really crazy story. I was on J-Swipe, and then Hinge, like, made its peak. Mm -hmm. And that's now my go-to. Hinge. Hinge girl. I like Hinge. I think it's good. I think it's the best one. I always found it overwhelming and confusing, but I know people like it a lot. What's good about it, you have to like something specific Mm -hmm. on their profile Mm -hmm. rather than swiping on the whole profile. So I think it automatically helps the conversation at the beginning. But I love Hinge. Actually, this guy who worked at Hinge is dating my friend. Oh, my gosh. And he saw my set. I did stand up in front of him. And then he told me he worked at Hinge. And I was like, oh, my God, I love Hinge. I'm trying to get Hinge to sponsor me. (gasps) And he was like, you would be a great comedian for Hinge. Oh, my God. And then so he looked at my profile and he was like, this is like the best Hinge profile I've seen. And then he gave me an unlimited membership. (gasps) So now I'm a Hinge unlimited member. You are a Hinge. Wow. Yeah, I love Hinge. Wow. That's amazing. I just feel like I watched a commercial for Hinge. That was great. (laughs) Well, I was trying to get them to sponsor me. So yeah. I'm just like pretending that. But they Hinge, do. their whole thing is they're the app that's meant to be deleted. Yes. Created to be yeah. deleted. Yeah, and when you meet someone, like once you send someone your phone number, they say, "Did you meet this person? Is this a person you want to see again?" I feel like it's more like kind of tailored to the person. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. So you broke up what last year from this? Yeah, like at the end of April of last year. Okay. Yeah. And how have you done since then? What are you looking for? How's it been going? I feel like if you asked me six months ago what I was looking for, I'd be like a boyfriend, like a hundred percent looking for a boyfriend. And why is that? Because I do think I want to be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. but I think for a while that was like my only priority, and I was like, no, like no one night stands, no fun, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. would yeah. And now I'm like, I kind of just want to have fun. Like I would totally be in a relationship, but it's not like when I go out. Like, right now, I'm kind of chatting with this guy who, in a couple months, is moving for his job. And I feel like six months ago, I would not talk to someone like who was about to Like, leaving L.A. Yeah. For his job. Gotcha. But now I'm like, mm, whatever. Like, I feel like I just kind of want to have fun. I've got a lot going on. Like, 
would like to be in a relationship, but also would totally just like have a fuck buddy or just like a buddy to go to shows with and get high with and have sex. With. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> that's that like kind of what good. I'm looking for right now. I mean, I think you're. I think that's obviously exactly what you should be doing. I don't know if you've heard me say that I think it should be illegal for people to get married before age thirty. <laughs> I've never so, heard that. Uh, along with that, I think everyone needs to have these crazy experiences yeah. in their twenties. And what I love about you is how positive you are. And like when you sent me this email, you were like, "My motto is like either we'll end up dating or it'll be a really great story for my oh, comedy yeah. material." I will truly like. I love just doing weird shit to have a good story. Like I don't make decisions just to have a good story, but if a situation presents itself, like in the past two years, my mom has tried to fix me up with two of my distant cousins. Oh, and I'm okay. like, I will definitely meet them. Like yeah. I'm not going to date them, but yeah. I will go on one date. You How know, was like, it? How was it meeting your cousin? No. So the first guy, he was gay. My mom didn't do her research. <laughs> so <laughs> how distant? Cousins That's the are second we time my mom has fixed me up with a gay guy too, which. I'm like, dig a little deeper, mom. They're oh, both also, out. Also, why is that gay guy agreeing to the fix-up? Oh, I thought. I think he thought it was like networking and type friends. things. That's and we're cousins. He probably just yeah. wanted a cousin out here. <laughs> no, but my mom is like classic Jewish mom. Like she calls me. She's like, I met these. I met these people. They have a son who lives in LA. Like we really think you guys would get along. And I'm like, mom, you were at dad's family reunion this weekend. Right. And she, I'm like, how did you meet these people? And she was like, at the family reunion and I'm like so he's my cousin and she's like so distant like so distant and I'm not like, distant enough that you're not at the same family reunion yeah, you no I'm like I can't date someone that you met at a family reunion and I can't remember I don't think we actually met up and then the newer guy he's not really my cousin he's my cousin's cousin and so my mom is like he's your cousin through marriage and I'm like it's still kind of weird it's still weird and so I texted him I also I'm like I'll meet him because like at the very I kind of want family out here you know <laughs> yeah sure you, you know there's it's comforting and then you can help this is what I'm saying though is like okay maybe your cousin is not the person you're gonna date maybe your yeah. cousin has friends you can date exactly I can always use more straight guys I don't really know any straight guys really? I yeah well you know comics but I guess they don't count oh yeah that's true they are straight mostly yeah straight that's true. I don't even register them as guys. Yeah. Wow. No, no, they are. If you're listening, you are. Um, but no, I have like my best friend Jordan is a straight guy. And then my friend Danny is a straight guy. And they're like the two straight men that I interact with. Why is there no interest in dating them? Jordan has been in a relationship the whole time. We've known okay. each other. Okay. And it's just, you know, we're, we're buddies. Yeah. And then Danny, I think buddies also, you know. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> gotta edit this out <laughs> no i not from my end okay Interesting. just not my type okay gotcha gotcha, yeah. gotcha. sure sure let's talk about type because you emailed me about this oh yeah and on the one hand i'm really not concerned because you're 25 and i'm not concerned about anything you do but on the other hand i'm glad because i'm very concerned about everything so oh, don't be <laughs> um you're supposed to make all your mistakes right now and 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 a lot of Definitely the stuff that, that like i'm gonna tell you is stuff that probably someone telling you is not going to work and it's just going to be a matter of you like living it and learning what you need to learn in your own time and in your own way. Like no yeah. one can ever really tell us the lesson. We have to kind of go through it. If I can help by by saying these things over and over again, I will. But you said that you tend to be attracted to people who are like you. So extroverted, charming, loud, outgoing. And you're like, maybe it's because I'm a narcissist. And you're like, on the other hand, introverts are totally into me and I'm not into them. Yeah. No. Yes. I feel like whenever I go on a date with a guy who's like kind of quiet, like they fall in love with me on one date. Yeah, because you're so easy to talk to. They're like fascinated and like fascinated that I'm a comic and just like they they always text me after they always want another date and I'm just so not into it. And then like when I meet these guys who are more of a similar personality type to me, I feel like I always have fun. I don't hear from them after. I also feel like a lot of my friends in couples like – if the girl's an introvert, the guy's like a huge extrovert, mm-hmm. like, or vice versa. And I feel like a lot of times when I see couples, it's like total opposites attract. And for me, I feel like I'm attracted to my same. And this is just something I've noticed recently. Cause I'm like, oh wow. Like a lot of my introverted friends, I'm like, 
you know, I would date someone like the person they're dating. Like mm-hmm. I'm usually, I'm never like attracted to people that my friends are dating on the record. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's like the type that I would go for. And I feel like I just recently noticed this about myself. I'm like, hmm, interesting. I think because also li- this month I've gone on two dates with really like kind of shy introverted guys mm-hmm. and they've both really followed up like kind of heavily. And I'm like, yeah, because I think I was kind of being self-pity for myself for a while of like, oh, nobody wants to date me. And then I realized I was like kind of ignoring a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, people do want to date me. It's just I you do don't want to date, date them. them. Now, you've diagnosed it as it's because they're introverts and introverts are the ones who like you. Is it any part also because they're the ones who follow up and you don't actually want someone who wants you? No, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. But like the guy that I dated last year, he was like stage five clinger, like immediately mm. followed up, like wanted to introduce me to his friends on the second date, like was like, my friends want to meet you. Like, let's go here. And I'm like, okay, weird. My friends don't know you exist. Um, so no, I don't think that's a term. I liked that about him. I'm like, this is so easy. And I think a couple years ago, I was like very turned off by guys who want girlfriends Mm -hmm. and I was like purposely I just watched too many rom-coms growing up and I was like I have to find a guy who doesn't want to be in a relationship and change his mind totally people love to do that yeah but it's not real it doesn't work (laughs) it doesn't work it does not work you have to date someone who wants to date right well they have to want to date you I always say like women tend to be more like I'm ready to be in a relationship yeah and now I'll find the person and men tend to be more if I find the right person, I'm willing to be in a relationship. Yeah. They don't they don't as much get to a point where they're like, I'm ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. Like that's just not how their brains work yeah. as much. They're more like there definitely yeah, I'm are open some. To it. Like I think There's some, but I think they're that's kind of the people you don't want to be in a relationship yeah. with. There's the ones who are like, I just want a girlfriend I've never had one. Or like, yeah. I just want a girlfriend now, whatever. No, you want totally. you want someone who wants you, not someone who wants totally. a girlfriend. But yeah, I think I was going after guys who like actively didn't want girlfriends. And then my, my like last guy I was dating, he was very open to it. And I was like, oh my God, this is so much easier. (laughs) I feel like I don't have to hide. Like on the first date, I remember us talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I've never been in a relationship, like kind of curious, like would like to be in one. And he wasn't thrown at all. And I was like, that's great that he's not thrown. Cause I feel like I usually talk to guys who are like, ew. Yeah. So what happened with that one? That was the guy I ended up dating. Oh, I see, yeah. I see, I see. Okay, okay. So since then, you've dated, you've been on a lot of dates, mm-hmm. funny stories, fun one-night stands, introverts who want to date you, extroverts who don't want to date you. Yeah. Do you ever say yes to the date, to the second date with an introvert, even if you're not that into it? Yeah. And what happens then? I did that twice recently. And just, I get on the second date and like immediately when he walks in, I'm like, oh no, like I could be doing something more fun. (laughs) But do you ever give them a chance? Because it's very easy because you are very energetic, very bubbly, very talkative. Yeah. So I can see you steamrolling an introvert. Yeah. Do you ever like be like, I'm going to sit on my hands and not do anything. I'm not going to talk. I'm going to make them do the work and I'm going to see if they can. Do you ever try that? No, but maybe I should. I, I would recommend it. I mean, I think people will do what you make them do. Like they will not voluntarily step out of their comfort zone necessarily. And especially like if you're already talking and taking care of everything and making it very easy for them, why would they, you know? Yeah. But you, first of all, you want to be with someone who's not with you because they don't have to do any work. And you want to be with someone who can you know, hold a candle to you. And so even if they don't have to be a comic and they don't have to be a super witty extrovert that's just like you, you want someone who can still handle you and balance you out. And I think it doesn't have to mean that you date an introvert who doesn't talk and you do all the talking and all the social legwork. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way it can be. You can find someone who balances you out, but still, I don't think you actually want to date someone who's just like you because then you'll be fighting for attention all the time yeah and that's not fun and like two people who are like no me 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 and then you go to a party and it's like it sounds great in theory I always remember and I'm not saying this is true of every like 
male extrovert, but I always remember my aunt telling me about like a best friend of hers who married this guy that everybody loved so much because he was so charming and so outgoing and at every That's party, exactly the kind of he was friends with everybody and he danced with everyone. He was a good dancer, like charming, this, that, the other. And it turns out like their home life was not great because like oh. everything was for the outside world. Yeah. He had nothing left Probably when he would alcoholic. come home. He was an alcoholic. He <laughs> turned out to be an alcoholic. And she found out he was cheating on her for like their entire marriage. They okay. ended up getting divorced. So this I'm, doesn't surprise me. I feel like yeah. this is why this that's like my dating life in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I knew immediately he was an alcoholic. Right. And he was like, <laughs> right. because I think oftentimes and not always the case, there are certainly people who are just naturally charming and extroverted. But often when people are so, so, so good at a party, uh, there's something that almost that they're afraid of to come home to and be quiet. Like yeah. they just, they have nothing left for coming home and being intimate with a person. I also dated a guy who I was like, he can keep up with me. He's so energetic. He was like seven years younger than me. He was hot. He was charming. Yeah. Everyone loved him out in the world. We would get home and he would literally, the moment he would sit down, fall asleep like that. Because he just like, I like, do that. Literally, because everything was for the outside world. Yeah. There was nothing left for it. And I would be like, can we ever just stay in and have like a quiet night, the two of us? And he would get really mad at me when I would say that. And then once in a while, he'd be like, okay, we can do it. And it would, there was just, there was nothing there, yeah. you know? And that's not to say that he can't be in a healthy relationship, but he would, I, I don't know who it would be with it. It would have to be either an extreme extrovert like yourself who's the exact same way, mm-hmm. but then I'm not really sure what their relationship is. Yeah. Or someone who really doesn't need a lot at home, who's like okay with most of their relationship existing in the outside world. Interesting. Yeah. I also think I need to work on when I'm in a relationship being more vulnerable and like turning it off. Like I, my therapist agrees with me and actually she was the first one who said this. Like I, in that relationship that I was in, cause she, you know, we were kind of like going over the relationship and I'm like, I don't think we ever got to a place where we were like vulnerable with each other or sat in front of each other. We never had a fight. We like our entire relationship was just like laughter and partying and sex. And that Mm -hmm. was like the only thing. And partially that's because it was only four months, but I am like, I'm not surprised that we didn't make it to the next level because I don't think we had a lot of real conversations. I don't think we had a lot of sober conversations. I mean, he was always high. Um, but I like, It was just fun all the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's so not what a real relationship is. I mean, a real relationship is fun, hopefully most of the time. Yeah. But but not because you're on with each other. Not because you're constantly partying, constantly drunk, constantly high. Like, yeah, you know, I think that's... (laughs) No, but like not even just partying. Like, I feel like even when we were alone, it was like, I was trying to make him laugh and then he would try to make me laugh. And then it was just like us just trying to make each other laugh the whole time. And I was kind of just like, okay, how was your day? Like we never really. Can we just chill? Can we sit here in silence maybe? Yeah. And I think, I actually think I was, I was going to say the same thing that your therapist said, which is like, I think it's amazing how positive and into getting the story and all that, that you are. But I can sense that there's a like, don't actually like, allow myself to feel because I might get hurt or it might be scary or I might be disappointed or I might have to show someone that they hurt me and that I'm not invincible because you are such a like strong, like impressive person and you're so funny and you're so on. But like there is something there that's like you don't quite trust that someone's going to still want to be with you if you're not that all the time. Totally. And I think the way you find that out is by starting to play with that on dates with someone you're dating of like, what happens if I turn off the thing that I'm so sure is the thing that's keeping that person here? Yeah. You know, and find out if they really like, because I'm sure also, I mean, I don't, we're not very like good friends. Like I don't know the more vulnerable sides of you, Yeah, but I can tell you're like also intelligent and thoughtful and probably emotional and have a big heart and have deeper emotions and are not always needing to be on, but you haven't found someone who's like, that you trust enough to let them 
see yeah. that side of you. I don't, I've never found that in a dating sense. Definitely mm-hmm. with my friends I am. But even with my friends, like it takes a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that makes sense because it's like when you're good at something, which you are, which is being like charming and funny and on, and that's how you make your friends, like why would you stop that? Like also it yeah. feels good to like reinforce that you're good at it and that's how you make friends and everywhere you go, everybody likes you. But ideally you want your partner to be the person that you don't have to be on with. That like I can go to that party, be on with all those people and then I can come home and stare at the wall Yeah, and that's okay. And they're not going to be like, what are you doing? This isn't fun. Let's yeah. do something fun. Entertain me. Like that's exhausting. That's exhausting. You need, you know, yeah. it's that whole like, a partner is the place where you can like rest your head. But it's true. It's like there should be someone that you don't have to be on with. Yeah. And I think as appealing as it is to be with someone who can, quote, keep up with you, it's also like very nice to have someone who doesn't need to, who can be like, you go to that party. I'll be here for when you get home and you're tired. Like you go to that party or I'll go to the party with you you go talk to everyone. I'm going to chill over here or walk around with you quietly. But like, I don't also need to be fighting you for the spotlight all the time. Totally. And I know that you get that intellectually and it's still hard to like change who you're attracted to. I know. That's what I've been having. Like, so this guy, the introvert that I went on two dates with, Mm -hmm. like I was like on paper, like I really want to like you. He was like this nice Jewish boy, financial analyst, like outdoorsy like to hike like just like close with his parents and I'm like okay I'm gonna like the first date wasn't bad but it just felt so small talky yeah and I was like okay let's go on a second date and it also felt small talky and I was just like I just like don't want to have sex with you (laughs) and I'm like yeah like he invited me back to his place and I was just like I just don't yeah that's okay though too (laughs) I think I mean I think it's also like very tempting as someone who's like obviously also a thinker and someone who like makes sense of things for yourself and like makes stories out of things, yeah, it's also very tempting to be like, okay, like so when I go for introverts, this is what happens. I yeah. don't want to have sex with them. You have a very small sample size. You know what I mean? So yeah. on the one hand, it's good to be aware of your patterns. On the other hand, sometimes there isn't a pattern that just wasn't the person for you. And yeah. it's not about them being an introvert or them being a nice Jewish boy or whatever it is like they just weren't the one for you you know and it's like part of it too and not to be like patronizing in any way but you're very young and like these things it will become more appealing to you to be with someone stable and nice as you get older it's not really something you can force (laughs) you can't force it you're at the point in your life where you're still up for drama, excitement, adventure. Like, you want to have these fun stories. You want to be with these charming people. You yeah. want to be meeting new people. Like, you're still at that place. Which There's I think no- is part of the reason that in the last couple months, I've, like, eased up on wanting a boyfriend and mm-hmm. been more like, I just want, like, a fun partner. Like, if you're here for two months, cool, let's kick it for two Great. months. Yes, because yeah. I think you have to allow yourself to go through that. And you can't force yourself to get to a stage of your life before you're there you know like you can't be like okay Taylor time to like the nice guys like you will get there you will get there like hopefully you also might not and you might just be someone who's like I love drama and I love being with guys who are difficult to wrangle (laughs) Um, but you'll probably as a sensible smart woman who ultimately wants to be in a long-term relationship eventually you'll just be like I think I've had enough of the chase or I think I've had enough of the like constant drama and I'm ready for someone to just be nice to me and easygoing. Yeah. But it's not really something you can force. The only thing I would say is if you are curious about having a different experience, then sometimes when you go on a date with someone that you're like, ah, introvert or like, oh, I'm going to have to do all the work or like, okay, let me go into tailor mode now Mm -hmm. to challenge yourself to see what it would be like to not do that. Yeah. And to just be like, okay, I did tailor mode for the first five minutes to make this person comfortable. Now we're comfortable. Now I'm going to sip my drink and wait and see if they can step up to the plate. And sometimes they can and sometimes they can't. But like that's how you find out. You know, if you're doing all the work for them, you're not going to find out if they can do it. Yeah, I'll try that next time. It can be interesting. I went on a date, my most recent, well, 
I wasn't sure if this was a date. I like met him at a party and he's a comedy producer and he came to my show the next night and then he invited me to a run club. So we went like running. running? Oh, we ran three and a half miles. That was like runner, our first huh? date. Wow. Well, I, that's sort of part of, someone introduced us because they were like, actually someone I've hooked up with introduced <laughs> us. <laughs> that's so great. And was like, you guys are both in comedy. I think you'll get along. And then it was three in the morning and I was like, wow. We, but part of what we started talking about, he was wearing a running watch and I'm like oh are you a runner and he's like yeah are you and then we started talking about that so naturally he invited me to come running and I thought that was a good way to get to know someone because it was like we weren't drunk Mm -hmm. it was like raw like I felt like actually after the date I was like oh no I feel like he's not gonna like me because I wasn't being funny because it's like hard to run and be funny at the same time yeah so (laughs) it's hard to talk I don't know how to talk we're running pretty slow um but it was like one of my more calmer real dates because I was just like, what's your family like? Where, where are you from? And I feel like I learned so much about him. And it was because like I wasn't all amped up. We weren't drinking. Like it was it was really nice. Yeah. So I feel like I should need to do. Someone told me they like to go on coffee dates because it's more like you don't have the dim lighting and the drinks yeah. and all that. It's- I mean, that's why I'm usually against coffee dates because for me, I'm just always like, I want dating to be fun for people and that doesn't sound fun to me. That sounds like a business Networking. meeting. Yeah. Like, no thank you. I think it worked because we did meet at a party and right. we're drunk yes. and then we were at a comedy show. So this was like, the third time we hung out. Yeah. And running is also different than coffee. Like, it's physical. You're moving. Yeah. You're not sitting there staring at each other. Yeah. Like, I'm a big advocate for not sitting across from each other and sitting next to each other yeah. or on a corner. Like, anything you can do to kind of break the physical boundaries early on and get into a more comfortable spot you know than like we're on a job interview if you want to try the coffee thing as a way of it's making yourself calm down (laughs) (laughs) I like cannot imagine I actually did go on a coffee date with someone that I met in real life and it was kind of fun yeah we did make out after and I was like oh my god it's 11 a.m whoa Oh, yeah, and he wanted to do more. Like, we were in his car making out, and then he was like, I was like, okay, like, thanks, this was super fun. And he was like, wait, you want to go? Like, you don't want to keep doing this? And I was like, well, it's 11 a.m. I feel like it's a little early. And he was like, well, not for me. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him, good for you. I love that. I don't think I ever achieved... It was a crazy. Like coffee date makeout. I was surprised. It's I was impressive. surprised. I mean, we we went co- we had coffee and then we walked around and then we sat on my roof and then we made out. Wow. I mean, you're great. Like, you're clearly great at the first date. You're clearly oh, great. Yeah. At I the kill makeout. a first date. You Second, kill a makeout. Is where it gets harder. What What happens there for you? I don't know. I think I'm really good at first dates. I almost always get asked on a second date. Almost always. Nine out of ten. And I would say, you know, out of those nine, probably four, I don't want to go on a second date with. And then out of those other five, I'm not, I'm trying to think like, I don't like them on the second date or they don't like me or it fizzles out or I get ghosted. I do think I, I historically think that second dates are the hardest because you've gotten all that first date excitement and those getting to know you conversations out of the way. And now you're like, and especially almost it's almost worse if you had a really good first date because there's this pressure now and this excitement more of like, I'm so excited to see this person. We had such a great first date. Yeah. Here we go. And then it's like, oh, but you're still a stranger and I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. So I often recommend for a second date something like an activity or like a movie followed by drinks right. or, you know, a play, a comedy show, a uh, uh, bowling, like something where there's something else to talk about than like the same kind of we're on a date conversation and we're not quite ready for dinner yet. I also haven't nailed like the timing of sleeping with someone. I feel like that can get muggy, but I'm like, I should just get out of my head and like do it if it feels right and not do it if it doesn't feel right. I think I used to have rules and now I'm like... My general goal with that is don't sleep with them until you would like them regardless of how the sex goes. So yeah. if you are not sure how you feel about them emotionally yet, and That's the sex could make you like them more or less, then you probably shouldn't. Because like sex is never, except for the rare one night stand, it's usually not that great the first time. Yeah. So it could be that you're into them and then you have sex and you're not anymore. Or it could be that you're into them and then you have sex and you like them even more. Yeah. And it's like just come from a more solid place in how you feel about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
That said, there's nothing wrong with a one-night stand. And there's nothing wrong with a two-night stand or a three-night. Like, you should sleep with them whenever you want. But if you're noticing, like, I don't always feel that great or, like, it tends to be that I'm into them and then we sleep together and I'm not yeah. or something, like, maybe wait a little longer till you feel more sure of how you feel about them. Yeah. That's a good rule. Yeah. I'm going to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you're doing great. I kind of think you're doing everything right. Thanks. But I do think... It's an interesting question. Like, this is how you start kind of evolving as a dater or like a relationship person. Ideally, yeah. you do want to have a few relationships before you meet the person you're going to marry if marriage is something you want. So we do want to see if we can start to get you into some more real interactions that are not just like, let me put on the Taylor show and then by the time the curtain comes down, you're gone or like, yeah. I'm gone or, you know, like that it's on, on, on and then off, but see if you can get into some more. Cause you were saying too, like we were talking before this started about, um, you live with a roommate and you really like having someone around because you're an extrovert. You also mentioned in your email that part of the reason you want to be in a relationship is you really like having someone around. Yeah. So it's like, you're not saying I need someone to constantly entertain and excite me. No, I just like having someone around. Yeah, you like having someone around. Yeah. And so that might be Johnny Introvert who can still make you laugh and charm you and you enjoy spending time with him. But he might be a little overwhelmed on his first date with you and he yeah. might be a little quiet and nervous. That's the other thing is like a lot of people are not great at first dates. You're great at first dates. You could easily overwhelm someone and not even get to their real personality until the third or fourth date when they finally have some, like they've calmed down and you give them some space to like yeah. do some stuff. Like I think you need to um, maybe share the stage a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> it's very easy and fun to perform, yeah. but you're not really then going to find out if they are the right person for you yeah. or if you even like them or if they're going to like you outside of the performance mode. Yeah. No, that's all solid advice. Yeah. So try it out. Like, see how it goes. I was looking at your profiles. I mean, I kind of think they're great. <laughs> I don't have any complaints about them. Thank you. All the pictures are great. Except for the one where your fabric is like blending in with the background, but I suppose that's a good conversation starter. Wait, which one? It's this like blue. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, that's not, those were just um, pictures I sent. I think the dating profile is. Oh, this. The attachments okay, that you have right. to open. Yes. Yeah. And those um, are my. I thought you were very funny. The only thing I would say is even in your profile, it's very um, funny and entertaining. But there's no kind of hook or call to action for someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is something I encourage of, like, put something, like, you have my favorite game to play at parties, learning secrets from strangers. You could put something like, tell me one, or like, let's start now, or something, yeah. just some sort of, like, hook or call to action that makes a person not just go like, oh, she's funny, I don't know what to say to her, you know? Yeah, but, like, yeah. giving someone something... Addition. To say to you is Usually people good. respond to say to that and be like, what's the best secret you've learned? That's good. Yeah. But, but I think can... asking for that, because then I'm like, now we're just talking about someone else. Right. You know? Exactly. And then you have, weirdest gift I've given or received. My grandpa got me a turtle when I was a toddler. That turtle got cancer and my dad had to give it shots every day. The turtle bit my dad every day. That's hilarious. <laughs> Leave that. Like, true. that's great. Start off with that. They're like, wow, she's funny and weird. And then give them a little in. I think it's about giving an in. It's like, even yeah. if you don't want to sit on a whole day not talking, you want to, if you've, if you catch yourself doing the Taylor performance for like the first half hour then be like and now I'm going to let them come on stage while yeah. I drink water in my dressing room you know like give yeah. yourself a break because also I you don't seem like someone who's going to get burnt out because you are truly an extrovert and you love this but even the most extroverted person sometimes needs a break and like someone else to carry some of the weight and it can be a relief so I think you can start testing out who can carry this weight? We're back to carrying your own weight like your terrible one night stand. <laughs> that man it's could not carry circle. his weight. It's full circle. Did we cover? Are there yeah. more things that we should talk about? No, I think we covered it. I mean, you answered my questions. We started out with a bang. Just we really did. That. We got right into the one night <laughs> stands. Yeah. It was great. 
I mean, I think you're killing it. I think for a 25-year-old, you are doing everything you should be. I love that you're like, now I'm looking for fun. I would also say, don't feel bad if at some point you're like, I'm having a lot of fun. I'd also love someone around more consistently. And that would be nice to be able to like be emotional yeah, with someone. I feel someone. like I want both of them simultaneously. That's it's fine. It's like I want a relationship and I want just fun and I'm kind of looking for both at the same time. Great. So you're open <laughs> to whatever comes yeah, your way. Yeah. But I think, you know, I I know sometimes too when you have like a lot of fun experiences or one night stands or whatever, you can get to a point where you're like, okay, I need to like shut the store down for a second while we yeah. like put everything away and make it nice again. And it's like, <laughs> that can be the good time to be like, and, and you never have to be, I love that you're not going into dates like, I'm looking for a relationship. I know what I'm looking for. I never think that works, having an agenda like yeah. that. But I also think you don't need to be at all afraid of that either. Like, yeah. because you're not someone who's like, people are going to meet and be like, oh God, she seems like she's going to try and marry me tomorrow. Like, yeah. you're clearly here to have fun. You're flexible. You're open to a variety of things, but you shouldn't also shy away from like the things that you want. Amazing. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. This was great. Yeah, Everyone, you can find Taylor on Instagram, Taylor P. Miller. She is hilarious and amazing. And if she lets me, I will feature her on Single Crush Saturday oh, following this yeah. episode. Um, and you can reach out to her. She's open to adventures. She <laughs> loves a good story. So, like, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Thank you, Taylor. <laughs> Just the tip, a dating tip. When Taylor and I stopped recording, as always happens, she proceeded to tell me about the rest of what's going on with the running date guy. She had a really good time. He was super cute. Then he went on tour or something for two weeks, and now he's coming back. And I guess they texted a little while he was gone. And then she said something like, well, I think you're super cute, so we should get a drink when you're back. And he said, okay, yeah, that sounds great. And they've been texting a little bit since. I think this is such a simple and easy and wonderful thing to do, which is throw in a compliment. We don't get compliments enough in this world, especially in the dating world. We get a lot of mm, negative reinforcement. And you know I love positive reinforcement. And I think especially if you're reaching out to someone that you want a second date or a first date, and this can be girls to guys, guys to girls, girls to girls, whatever, throw in a compliment. Say, I had such a great time with you. You're super cute. Or it was so nice meeting you. You're super cute. The other great thing about this, because she was saying she said it as a way of kind of testing, because after the running date, she wasn't sure if they had that date as friends or as potential dating people. So if you aren't sure and you throw in a comment like you're cute, they'll get the idea that if they agree to a date with you, it's not a friendship thing. So this can work well with someone you meet out in the world. Or if you go on a date with a person from an app and then you're like, we had such a great time. I haven't heard from him. Hit him up. It's okay. And you can say, I had such a great time with you. You're super cute. I'd love to do it again. And that just makes everyone feel good, even if they aren't into it. That makes everyone feel good, and that's good for you. It'll make you feel good to give someone an unsolicited compliment. It's not an aggressive compliment because it's like, you're cute, or you have such a nice smile, or you were so much fun to hang out with. But it can really just be the thing that someone needs to hear to make them think, oh, well, maybe if I didn't totally feel it, I should give it another chance. So throw in a compliment, put yourself out there, be a little bit vulnerable, and go for it. Much thanks to Taylor Miller joining me today. She is Taylor P. Miller on Instagram. I want to remind all of you that if you love this podcast and it's helped you at all, please go on iTunes and give me a rating and even better, a review. And be specific about what you like because I love to hear that. It lets me know what you want to hear more of and it will definitely help this podcast and help me be able to continue helping people with dating and relationships and changing this world one ghoster at a time. Thank you to Josiah Thorngate, my editor, Christine Bartolucci, Melissa Gruen, all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. (laughs) 